Welcome everyone to the Almost Cancelled TV News Podcast. I am Peter and joining me as always is Connor. Yep, I'm still here again. Sound miserable. Uh, I feel it every time I'm here with you. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so, we talk about renewals, cancellations, pilot orders, series orders, pickups, some casting here or there, maybe maybe some other random tidbits that are of interest um i will warn you though this is a, a late week it's a very late week in fact i only have five tabs open for news <laughs> so hey, what, what i'm hearing is you want me to talk about doctor who for 20 minutes uh no that's definitely not it um well i'm okay with a little bit of tangenting this week because we do have less to talk about uh i am not okay with that genre of tangenting thank you very much if, if, even if it's relevant no i don't care i will make it relevant Somehow. Mm. Um, so we'll get started then. We have one renewal to mention, and that is Evil has been renewed for a fourth season by Paramount Plus. Fourth season? I don't think it started. I think it moved to Paramount Plus after a couple. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it began CBS, uh, third season's on Paramount Plus. Um, Fair enough. But yeah. Speaking of being surprised by something that long on Paramount Plus, I happened to see something interesting this week, which and Go on. <laughs> I'm the, the trigger. The, the this is completely irrelevant to Paramount Plus. Just just to get that out there now, but just <laughs> me being surprised by something like that existing. This is a ten year slink at best. Okay. It is. Do you remember last week when we talked about Freevee? I do, I do remember Freebie we coming We were up. like, Amazon has this weird free service, and we were like, what the hell is this? And we'd never heard of it. Um, I had heard of it, just not under the name Freebie. Oh, what was it being they called? They re rebranded it recently. Uh, it used to be IMDB TV. Oh, that's what Freebie is, okay. That's what Freebie is. Not that I think I ever used IMDB TV, but I had heard of it. <laughs> Same. I, I knew what that was. I also never used it. The name, if you'd said that on, the, you know, uh, the last week's news story, I wouldn't have been confused by what the hell it was. But yeah, that's all it is. It, they just rebranded it. Well, that was a good bit of investigative work. Uh, you get a Ferrero Rocher. I, I can't eat those. Oh, that's a shame. More for me. That sucks, because I actually used to love Ferrero Rocher. So... <laughs> I bet you did. Of course you did. They're lovely. <laughs> Doesn't everyone... <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Unless you're allowed to nuts. One, they are one of the most superior chocolates. Oh. Yes. Uh, so yes, Evil been renewed. What, what is season evil? four? <laughs> what Did is evil? Uh, baby, don't hurt me. Baby, don't hurt me no more. Uh, that's what that sounds like. I mean, obviously that's what is love the song, but I mean, it sounds just as much of a an open philosophical question. What it is does. evil? Baby, yeah. don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. I feel like because it's the opposite of love, it's sort of evil. Relatively speaking, it's on the opposite end of the spectrum. You kind of need to opposite the, the no, you know, no. flip the, the lyrics as well. Now you still say, baby, don't hurt me. Please, you know, baby, don't hurt me no more. But then you just have another voice who's representing evil go, yes, I will. <laughs> the, sure, yeah. Tough titty. It works too. I will hurt you as much as I want because I'm evil. No? Okay. Yeah, well, that works too. <laughs> we built that first story for all it was worth this uh, move on. 
to, <laughs> to number two. Uh, Night Sky has been cancelled by Amazon Prime after one season. Um, I don't remember this one from Amazon. This is the J.K. Simmons and uh, uh, ah, Sissy Spacek uh, show. One where they're in the, the hut that takes them to somewhere else. Yeah, it takes them to like, a space station that's on a planet somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode, reviewed it, and it was sadly very dull. <laughs> you know, the, the whole show is about the fact that they're they're not really he's not accepting that they're getting old and all that. But it it genuinely felt like I was in a waiting room in an old folks' home watching it. Uh, is how I described the the feeling of it, uh, which is a shame because obviously the actors are good. But uh, yeah, so and uh, not feeling super surprised by this. Um. They did do like a weird market stunt for, stunt for it where they beamed the broadcast of it or a broadcast of it into space. <laughs> it's a gimmick, you know. Sure. Uh, just, you know, some aliens may catch it. <laughs> well, maybe they'll enjoy it more than you did. Maybe they'll come and invade because there's no season two. They'll be pissed off. Like, you cancelled the show! <laughs> <laughs> So for the aliens sake, they didn't end on a cliffhanger. You bastards. Um, so yes. Uh, yeah, it wasn't the worst thing ever, to be fair. I, I, I just thought it was quite dull, and I, I just, I, I, I had no interest. There's, there's kind of a hook at the end of the first episode that is just, first of all, it was in the trailer, so it was like, you know, a nothing kind of moment watching it, but also just, it, it didn't feel like it really earned my, uh, my attention, so I had no interest in watching any more of it. But hey, that's fair. Honestly, just them being in space and me imagining a Galaxy Quest style world <laughs> around this show is infinitely more interesting than one, what the trailer was, and two, you know, what it sounds like it ended up being from, you know, your your mm. thoughts here. Oh well. Uh, a bit of news, a bit of Marvel news next, which you know, we're both kind of out on yeah. the Marvel stuff. Are, but... are, are you off to see Thor this weekend? I'm not, no. I'm not. No. And the reviews are pretty middling for it as well, actually. I am. Um, our friend James went to see it tonight, and, oh. it was, and he goes, he goes uh, it was actually really frustrating because they took one of the best modern Marvel runs and just turned it into a farce, which I assume, you know, just in the, the typical MCU style. Mm. And he said, while the last Thor movie felt like uh, a Watiti movie filtered through the MCU, this just felt like a a TT movie, but just not a very good one. That's a shame because I I have read that Marvel run uh, as it and has. it is very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 villain that Christian Bale is based on is I mean it's not so much that he himself is looks super interesting, but the story that he facilitates in that first like you know eleven twelve issues of that comic book run by Jason Aaron is is excellent. And yeah, the, the trailer is just nothing but jokes. Like it's just a super jokey, lighthearted. I've, I've not even thing. seen it. Honestly, I haven't even watched the trailer. I, and I was thinking, maybe I'll go see it. I, I like, I like that. That's how I like the ghost of. I like the, uh, the you know, uh, Jane as Thor stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I like all that stuff in the comic. Like, oh, maybe and and I like Watiti a lot. And that Thor movie is probably the last Marvel movie I enjoyed. The the Watiti one. Um, and even I didn't love, but probably the last one I enjoyed more than yeah. more than I did. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I I think it's got a lot of charm to it, but I do think it's overrated. Ragnarok. I do as well. I don't think it's like amazing, but I think I liked it more than I didn't, which I can't say for most of the other ones that I'd seen <clears> recently <throat> at that time. 
Yeah, um, on that note, actually, I have to. I've not watched this week's yet, but uh, I was really, I really liked the first episode of Miss Marvel. Quite liked episode two, episodes three and four. Mm. Was that's it? a shame. I've I've heard people claiming it is the best show on Disney Plus, like the best season on Disney Plus of anything, not just Marvel. Of sure, all the Star Wars. I, I mean, after the well. first two, I would have been. It was the first one that I've watched that actually felt like a TV show, and I mean that in a good way. Huh. <laughs> like I mean, no, like, I, I I know yeah. what you mean because yeah. they all kind of just feel like overlong movies that just arbitrarily are cut up. Yeah, um, but uh, and it's just maybe a taste thing, but it goes into a bit more of like the the mythology, and it's all this. It leans a bit more into fantasy of like where the powers come from, and I completely changed the powers, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess they decided that the stretchy powers would look shit, so they thought, oh, we'll do something a little bit different. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say it's kind of more like a Green Lantern style thing that makes the fists. You know, it's like like a you know a light fist rather than like yeah, our okay. arms stretching out. So you get the same kind of like effect ultimately, but yeah, it doesn't have to look quite as realistic. Yeah. Um. Uh. The big thing was is those characters they introduce in episode three. Well, technically they had episode two, but mostly episode three. That you kind of get okay. They're probably going to be villainous later on. Like they're you know they're going to be friendly at first, but be villainous later on. They flip like a switch in that same episode. It is so just suddenly, oh, now we're just villains to the point where I'm like, why did you even pretend to not be villainous before? Why did you Why did you pretend to be helpful and nice? Like, That's a shame. You just threw it away like it was nothing. Exactly, whatever. Uh, so, I mean, the lead, I mean, the, the actress playing the lead is still great. She She's the, the heart of the show. She's nothing but charisma. That's really good because despite my personal feelings and you know even if the show isn't by the end if you're a little bit disappointed in the show the fact that she's good means that they can you know keep her around and you know use her in other stuff that maybe you know has a potential to be better down the line absolutely again not saying it's bad but if that's your problem if the show that writing is your problem her being good is just objectively a good thing for the long term absolutely she's She's great. She's one of the best finds. One of the best things about Earth and Marvel I've watched in a while because instantly I was like, "Oh, she's really likable and has a lot of just natural, I don't know, like I don't know. She's she's got this energy where it doesn't matter what scene she's in, it always feels like she is the center of the scene, and she's you know this is about her, and she always captures the attention over everyone else. That's good. That's how I felt in um like in Hawkeye with uh. When you had Steinfeld and Pew together, like as a as a pairing, like that was like it was like no matter what was going on the show, it didn't matter. It didn't matter if it wasn't like the best episode. If if you had a scene with those two together, it was entertaining to watch. And I, it sounds like this is something similar where it doesn't matter kind of what else doing. She's she's very good and kind of shines above it. And yeah. hopefully the people at Marvel recognize what what is working there. Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. But the news that we've actually got to talk about today, <laughs> um, this this uh, Marvel news, um, is related to Echo. The this show it's the character who was in Hawkeye actually. Uh, yeah. Which I was actually like, because I, I enjoyed Hawkeye enough, but you know, it, it was yeah, you know, I wasn't like super enthused about like the actual plot or anything like that. I remember one of the first things that I was feeling a little bit air about was when they introduced Echo, the character, because she's, you know, she's in there as kind of an antagonist in Hawkeye, is that as soon as like, she was introduced, it kind of felt like, oh, this is our big introduction because she's getting her own show. Because we already knew that, got into it. So it kind of felt a little bit, I wouldn't say backdoor piloty, but it definitely felt like, oh, this is a this is something. Set up. Yeah. Uh, but she's getting her own show, uh, presumably six episodes. The news this week, though, is that not only is Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, returning for it, he's going to be in it. Makes sense. 
given what the uh, you know the endpoint of her story in Hawkeye was. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very. It was it had like sort of an ambiguous, ambiguous twist. Having been announced for this makes it less ambiguous, but it was ambiguous at the moment. <laughs> I think, given that if that replicated a moment from the comics, pretty much exactly mm. anyway, it, it wasn't actually that ambiguous. They just shot it ambiguously, right, and just left it open for the sake of yeah drama. Which was a bit silly because it made a lot of people think they just they did something really stupid in the moment. <laughs> yeah, but again, I I would say that is people with poor media literacy because clearly that is not how that story ends oh sure sure um but the other person returning is charlie cox's daredevil he's going to be in there and uh it's not surprising that he is back in some form he showed up in the spider-man movie recently uh in a small cameo which definitely said oh hey like feige's interested in having at least daredevil and daredevil supporting cast be a part of future mcu stuff I don't think it's official yet, but there's obviously a lot of talk about there being another Daredevil show on Disney Plus now. Yeah, we talked about that a while ago, that they're developing yeah. something. Um, probably very different to what the original show was, in the sense that it's probably going to be six episodes instead of 13, and maybe toned down just a little bit. But, yeah, you'd expect that. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think this is an interesting ploy here, because I think what you do with this is Echo inherently is... Even to comic book fans, I would say, like, most comic fans have at least heard of Miss Marvel, even if they've never read a Miss Marvel comic. I would go, I would say that Echo is a character who, like, people don't know. In fact, she's basically brand new, if, I'm, if I understand it right. she not? I don't think so. She's Rel- been around a little while. Relatively new, but she's like a modern creation, though. she not? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, regardless, but my point being is that, you know, she's not as prolific or well-known as, as a... She's definitely more niche. Yeah, obscure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. no, no arguments with that. Uh, she was created, no, December 99. That's a bit earlier than I thought. I, I thought she was like a 2010s creation, so fair, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I, I think that, so what I was trying to say anyway is I think this is them kind of stacking the deck a little bit it's like hey daredevil's going to be in this and kingpin's back like i, I think yeah. that's their way of trying to like make sure people are interested if they don't care about the character herself obviously they hope that some people did grow to like her and hawkeye and the care but this is because the... the thing is i don't think she's ever had her own series as a comic right maybe a mini here or there but i i, I don't even i can't even think of any i think it's more just she shows up in other stories mm. right so they say she doesn't have a huge comic audience already compared to some like something like Miss Marvel, and then th- there's probably a reasonable audience that at this point are just going to show up for any Disney Plus Marvel show, no matter what. But yeah, yeah, I think this is a it's pretty safe. You 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 throw in two names like this that people by and large tend to care about, you will get a bigger audience for this show. With, without a doubt, because of this. Like, it's just as a direct result of them. Yeah. So, it feels very calculated. And I'm sure it makes sense in the story. Kingpin definitely does. Uh, and having mm-hmm. Kingpin means that very easily you can bring Daredevil in to help the Kingpin. So, it's not going to feel too convoluted by any means. But it also does kind of feel very calculated as well. Like, I see the, the gears working a little bit here to for some synergy and some support. 
you can feel the the editorial oversight of being like, okay, you've got to include these in your story because we need them for the marketing. Yeah, and Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio feel content with just doing this forever, probably at this point, and getting a paycheck. And so. it pays pretty well, so why wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, at least I don't think I've seen Charlie Cox pop up in Ethanel since he's been Daredevil. I mean, I saw him in Stardust before Daredevil. I don't know if I've seen him in Ethanel since. Uh, no, I'm sure he's done stuff, but oh, I don't I'm sure. seen him in yeah. anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's what it is. Uh, so, by far the biggest thing we'll talk about this week is this big bouquet of news coming from the Duffer Brothers and Netflix. Uh, big announcement this week. So, mm. they have started a new company called Upside Down Pictures. Uh, first look deal with Netflix. And they've got a number of things in the works, um, which aren't necessarily going to all be directly them themselves doing. You know, this is a company they've started. Uh, so, obviously, at least one of them's a movie, which is kind of funny. Uh, well, you know, um, we, but there's a couple of series involved here. The the big thing, the headline thing, I suppose, is to say that they, there will be a spinoff of Stranger Things, a live action Stranger Things spinoff, which you're thinking, why are they specifying live action? Why would we assume it's anything else? It's because something else in here, I think, is... Uh, Maybe going to be animated. And, and uh, uh, shocked, shocked by this news that, that Netflix doesn't want Stranger Things to die. Of course not. I mean, it's breaking records. They, they, it became like the first series to cross 2 billion viewers or something this week, something like that. On streaming, obviously. I might start season four this next week or so. It's very good. I, I, I've already had it all ruined for me because. Oh, really? Oh, oh literally everything. That's a shame. Like, like, not I've I've not gone looking for a single thing, but the internet is incapable of not ruining. Also, people at work are dickheads and not considerate either. But uh, the internet mostly. Oh well, that's a shame. But it is very good, and I suspect you'll still enjoy uh, the majority of it. I can see you thinking a couple of the subplots could be done trimming down, but otherwise, I think you'll probably be quite happy with it. The only thing I, I did, like, there was one article I actively clicked on. Uh, it was before the last two episodes came out. Um, was about how how unwieldy and large it feels with the cast. Like, it feels like everyone has to have a plot every episode, and there's a lot of them at this point, and that's why the run mm. times are feeling kind of inflated, and maybe it needs to be trimmed down a bit. But, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if I do feel similarly about some of the subplots. Yeah. Well, they did say there was a, a separate interview with them this week, actually. They said Season 5 is probably going to have shorter episodes, for the most part, maybe with the exception of maybe the finale still being supersized. Uh, and they said one of the reasons for that is that Season 5 inherently, uh, they aren't all going to be split up at the start. And, like, sort of, like... Because you know, usually all the seasons start with, like, okay, where's everyone now? Let's catch up with everyone and what they're going mm -hmm. through. Uh, season 5, because of the way Season 4 ends, I won't spoil anything, but inherently we're just kind of hitting the ground running with Season 5. So, naturally, it's going to not have as many separate things. Uh, and I feel like one of, one of the things that people always say about Stranger Things is that they, you know, why is it, people, there's too many groups split up into smaller groups. We want everyone to be together. That's part of the charm of it. And it's always, it's just, and that's never bothered me in the sense that it's always been a core mechanic thing. Even the season one's like that. Uh, but the idea that season five may have most of them together for more of the season because it's the, it's the last hurrah. It might make it feel a little bit special. Yeah. Uh, I, I can see that making sense. I can see that making a lot of sense. Uh, so there's not really any information about the spinoff. Um, so 
it's not surprising that it's going to happen. I will say, I I love season four. I've loved Stranger Things up until now. It's one of my favorite ongoing shows. I am super hyped. I am confident they are going to nail season five for the most part because so many things that were introduced in season four felt so natural because of the mechanics they'd already set. You know, it felt like at some point they thought ahead and had like a, a through line. Like they had an outline mm-hmm. of how all these rules worked and how it all connects by the end. And everything because of that didn't feel cheap. Everything felt like, oh no, the bad guy having this power makes complete sense because it, this, this, and this. You know, everything That's good. worked, yeah. right? Um, and I love that about season four. Uh, I will say this though, this idea of the expansion of doing spinoffs, uh, like I'm inherently just a little bit more like, I'll give it a chance. I hope it's good, but I'm, I'm, my expectations are muted because. This is where I think it probably might go off the rails, and that's okay as long as they nail the ending to the original show. Everything after that, it doesn't matter. That's fair. I have a question for you. Yeah. You, you said how there's like there's no details on this spinoff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because? Well, there's two options. One, they just don't want to share any information because I might spoil whatever happens to season five. They just, sure. you know, they, they don't want to give that away yet. Or the cynic in me. They don't, know what it is. <laughs> they don't know what the spin-off is yet. Netflix has just said, we need more Stranger Things. So they're like, fine, we'll do a spin-off and, and we'll worry about what it well, is later. I wonder if, like, okay, we'll greenlight five other things for you if you do a spin-off of Stranger Things. I don't blame them. I'd take that deal. Yeah, um, yeah, that's possible. And it's not even that big a deal if that is the case because, I mean, ultimately there's always going to be a time where someone says, do more Stranger Things and they go, okay, fine, we'll do a spin-off. We'll... Because uh, later in this article, it mentions that they're actually just about to start writing season five. Now, that's not to say that they've already got it mapped out and they've got the the final, they said the final 20, 30 minutes are pretty like clear in their head. The actual writing of it. But yeah. the actual scripting of it, they're, you know, they're going to start doing that in the next like, month or so. Uh, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, so, but so the idea that maybe they have like just a broad like concept for what the spinoff will be and that's it. But it's too early to even start given out the concept um mm. i don't know um obviously pe- people jump to prequels but i don't know if a prequel works especially if you're going to connect it to any of the characters because like you know the, yeah. the, they're all not supposed to know about all this you know supernatural shit until the show so yeah and un- unless you're following you can't really follow any of our main characters with a prequel i don't think you have to no. follow things like uh, you know, like the the labs and you know other young Brenner, or maybe young Owens, yeah. maybe what he used to get up to when he was younger. Yeah, stuff there's like the, um, still the, the season the season two episode that I don't like with all the kids in the other city. Oh sure, like following things like they they did. Mm. Yeah, the, the 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 danger with the prequel, even with one of the scientist characters, is like yeah, but the whole point of what happens in Stranger Things is this is clearly the first big thing like this ever, really. And mm. the idea that like they went through some big, and let's face it, because it's a prequel and it's made later, it'll probably be even bigger than Stranger. You know, t- not in terms of like its success, but just in terms of like, the scope of how wacky and it's crazy it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it'll feel like a bit disingenuous because of that. Uh, but one of the things that kind of helps like Better Call Saul, apart from just the excellent writing is the fact that just by its nature, it doesn't have to try and go bigger and more bombastic. It's all about character journeys, and it's all you know, it's all pared down, so it doesn't have to try and top it in an action point of view or go more ridiculous or anything like that. So, whereas I feel like most other prequels suffer from the fact that they want to try and top the original, and it feels a bit weird that, oh wait, they already went on a bigger adventure before the thing we saw them in. That's a bit odd. Like, 
Yeah, you know? there's probably, I can't think of enough time, but I think there probably is examples where narratively that can work, especially if your character in the original thing is maybe an older character. They had, oh, yeah. they had some crazy adventures in their younger days. I can buy that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, I do tend to agree with you, and, and that's why I would hope this is more of a, a spin off sequel kind of following, pick a character. Yeah, again, Hard to, I've not watched any season four. Season five can completely throw anything I do suggest out of the water anyway. Possibly. So it's kind of, okay, see where it is at the end of that, and then, kind of, well, obviously they know, but kind of see from that perspective, okay, where's a logical place to follow from there, I think is... Yeah, I mean, do you likely. do a sequel with one or two characters and just follow them, and it's their story now, off separately? Do you just have a new set of characters and it's, you know... Do like a, almost like a Fargo style thing where okay, the new story's set in present day and it's all it's all new characters, except maybe eventually like an like you know, a, a middle aged version of someone will show up. But Yeah, it's it's the sort of thing where I can see again, hypothetical, purely just off the top of my head here. What some of the characters, you know, one of the two of them can't let it go, what happened here. The rest of them try and move on, but they can't get low, so they, they go off investigating outside of Hawkins for other things that are happening elsewhere. Mm. And you can just follow that and it's it's still, you know, tangential. It might still be tangentially connected to the upside down. It might be they stumble into something else entirely. Uh, I would hope it's something else. I, I'd hope they'd go. I do, yeah. But I, I think you know they stop. They, they go looking for things like that. That you know, and it, it becomes something different over the course of at least a season, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the most obvious sequel spinoff for it to go. And I'm not saying this is what I want necessarily, but this is the obvious thing I think everyone's main jumps to because you want kids again is you have the current characters be adults and they have their own kids who are about, you know, 12 to 14 and, we're, you know, we're set in, like, a close to present-day time period where it's them that's on the adventure doing stuff. You can do that. The danger with that is, of course, it feels repetitive. Yeah, it's too, too similar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also get the feeling, though, that part of Stranger Things whole thing is it wants you to feel like all these different movies that came out in the 80s, so... Do you pick another decade and say, okay, we're going to do this now, and this is how it all feeds into That's the story we built? If you take it and put it in, relatively speaking, present day, does it lose a lot of that charm? And what is, you know, what has kind of become a lot of the draw with that 80s kind of nostalgia stuff to it? You can't go too far in the future relative to the show because... Once you get to the 2000s, you're kind of, like, losing any... Like, 90s could maybe work with certain things. 70s mm -hmm. could work with... with... Uh, it is tough. Because I think with, with Stranger Things, like, so much of it is built around the idea these are the types of stories from the 80s. So if you want a spin-off, you kind of want the same feeling. You, you want to, like, maybe have different characters, maybe a different type of enemy and, like, plot striving thing. But the thing you probably want to keep is that feeling of, like, oh, this is a good... Uh, like stew of like what makes 80s cinema 80s cinema right that's kind of what you want in it yeah before season 4 I'd have said pick a different genre of cinema from the 80s to replicate because mm. before it's very much that Amblin like that kids E.T. you know Goonies that sort of stuff but from what I gather of season 4 it leans more towards okay we're getting like some slasher stuff and Elm you know, Street specifically yeah. yeah right there we go so they've kind of already done that and and the, the kind of like if you look at because season two had some alien stuff in it and then season three um 
A little bit, yeah. I'm not sure what to relate to completely, but you know, the 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 mall and the Russians and stuff. Like it definitely had its own vibe that was separate does, from yeah. other things. But it still at its core felt like those eighties kids adventure movies, yeah. I think, even throughout that. Whereas again, from what get in from season four, the kids are a bit older now. They're not really doing the kids' adventure anymore. It is late teen, young adult kind well, of verging on horror stuff. Which, to give it credit, is a very natural transition because it does make sense with them being older. It does, and I'm not. Dis- I'm not trying to take that away. From yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad choice or anything. Um, but I think it does limit then what their choice of what they're doing in a spin-off is. Because, like I said, the 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 next step for me would have been well, take a different style of cinema from the 80s and replicate that instead but we're already kind of doing that in this show now go uh the opposite route and have them all as old age pensioners and like an old folks home so a bubba hotep stranger things <laughs> i'd kind of watch that like, I, I feel like i feel like it would lose its mass appeal but i'd love it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's tough i wonder if you just keep it in the 80s but go you know Different place, different set of characters, different type of supernatural occurrence, but it's just still the 80s. Is that what you keep? Is that the one thing you keep? 80s and supernatural, yeah. Yeah, and just the, but just do something different. So it's almost like an anthology. I mean, it's not an anthology in the sense that it was a full show, but, you know, the idea that the spinoff is just another 80s supernatural thing, but somewhere else. But something yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, That's probably the safest bet. <laughs> Beyond just using your already existing characters and doing some sort of direct spin-off sequel with them. Yeah. That's curious. That's, that's a... I am fascinated, because I wonder if they'll take a big swing and do something kind of weird and quirky. And, like, you know, do something that's, okay, this is not a safe pick, but I'm at least intrigued because you pick something ballsy with mm-hmm. your idea. Uh, I could be curious. Um, will it be the last spin-off? Probably not. Uh, maybe if it bombs, it may be the last one, but I suspect it may not be the last time uh, we get a new Stranger Things. I would suspect we get details about this one probably as soon as season five wraps, like when, just after it's dropped on Netflix. If if I don't think they're going to split up again or not, who knows at this point? But kind of. By the way, I hope so. I think I, mean, I, would, I would obviously I hope they go weekly. Uh, best case scenario, but split into two or three chunks. Honestly, the. The fact that no one could like spoil the ending, if you were when you, whilst you were working through those first seven was moi. And I think Netflix may be seeing some benefits from the fact that people are still talking about it. Th- there was a lot later. of speculation in that month between the two parts, and a lot of talk. I was and seeing hype. constant. I wasn't playing yeah. on them, but I was seeing constant headlines. Yeah, for Stranger Things, uh, and and don't worry, no matter what you have seen, Connor, I want you to know that there is no Kate Bush song of any kind. Stranger Things season four. Oh no, no, and there's there's definitely not a Metallica song either. That, <laughs> that I definitely don't know exactly what happens as that's playing. <laughs> Thank you, internet. There's no hell's been run up. No, there's no deals no. with God being made. No. <laughs> I hate that. I've not seen a single second of season four. I, I even watched a trailer, and I know exactly what this whole thing is. Yeah, that sucks. That, that does. I'm glad I went in really blind. Can I offer you a Ferrero Rocher in this trying time? I will take that and throw it in your face. And I'll <laughs> wish it was the egg that you were referencing. Hey, I've got another uh, 12 there to throw at you. So, I mean, <laughs> i got ammo. Um, yeah. All right, so the rest of this stuff. So we, talk, we talked about Stranger Things spin-off, which has no information other than 
They're going to develop a Stranger oh, Things spin-off. We, we really milked that, didn't we? We did. Uh, so here's the other things. The first one's kind of like out of nowhere surprising and third time, fourth time's the charm. I don't know how many adaptations we're on to this now. But they're developing a live-action series based on Death Note. Yeah. Um, Adaptation-wise, there's obviously definitely the, the yeah, anime. And the Netflix movie, which, which got there's panned. Netflix movie. I feel like there was another movie at some I, point. I'm pretty sure I saw someone say this was the fourth. I couldn't tell you what the other three were, but that, that's why I said I can four. Think, I know two off the top of my head. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a third one that's smaller or whatever. Have a look. Uh, uh, oh, there was definitely some other ones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's some we, other we, movies by the look of it. You don't need the whole history. I just... <laughs> It's just, just to make sure my joke made sense. So oh, you've got a 2006 film. There's Death Note 2. There's some spin-offs. Death Note New Generation. Death Note Light Up the World. And then the, the 2017 Netflix movie. Yeah, I wouldn't count the sequels and spin-offs as more adaptations. I'd just say that's an extension. That's fair. Of there the was also a live-action series in 2015, apparently. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Maybe even more than four. Maybe it's the fifth time's a charm. Uh... Maybe people like that. But I know the Netflix one was critically. Uh, it was awful. Yeah, pulled apart. I, uh, I'm a big fan of two thirds of the anime, I, and I think I'm a, that means I'm a big fan of two thirds of the story because I think it was a pretty faithful adaptation. I think there's a natural endpoint to the story that's about two thirds through, and it mm. finishes, and then there's this weird kind of epilogue that goes on for probably you know another handful of episodes that is just unnecessary and I, I don't I want to say it takes away from anything but it's just like it should have just ended interesting uh so yeah it's based on the anime and manga series uh written by Sugumi Oba and art by Takeshi Obata uh falls on a bright teenager who discovers a mysterious black notebook that gives him supernatural power over life and death the latter caused by writing a person's name in the book the teen becomes intoxicated with power he decides to cleanse the world of undesirables as law enforcement teams try to stop him. Uh, so there's someone getting too much power then, I guess. And Yeah, you got this cat and mouse game, like someone yeah. trying to figure out who's doing this, hunt them down you know, while yeah. they're using the book to kill people. And there's a very specific kind of set of rules with the book. You can't just kill anyone. You have to like know their name, kind of, I think, like a time where they're going to, like, you know, a place, things like that. Um, so, you know, the, the the people hunting him have to keep their identity hidden so he can't just kill them. So, you know, it's it's that investigation from two ways where he's trying to investigate who's investigating him so he can just kill them. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I never, I never watched the movie. Uh, but, Shocked. so... Um, I do think this has more of a chance of being better, being a TV show. I think it... Mm. I, I, I don't think it's even possible to fit that into a good movie. Because there is so much there. Mm. It's worth mentioning as well, they hired someone to run this new company they made. Okay. Uh, Hillary Leavitt uh, is the... Is, uh... Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that's what I thought I'd mention. Just to make it clear that they're not running this company. Although I'm sure they have a lot of say in what it's doing, but... Uh... And they get profit. Yes. Uh, the other, next thing they're developing with this, there's not a lot of information here. Uh, but an original series from creators Jeffrey 
uh, Addis and Will Matthews. And you're saying, who is that? Well, that is the pair that did the Dark Crystal series at Netflix a while ago. Oh, okay. So, I'm much more interested in that than you were. Of course, yeah, you liked it the first episode more than I did. Um, so, not a whole lot there. I mean, I don't know if you can take from that that it's going to be a similar type of show, like style-wise, or if it'll be something completely different. But I mean... If if you t- if you're telling me it's a a fantasy show, maybe slightly more of a family friendly fantasy show, mm. uh, that would not be surprising. That would fit in with the Dark Crystal stuff, and also probably fit in with what this so far this production company seems to be. Yeah, in fact, the next thing they're, they're working on here is a bit more immediate detail. It's based on a book here, but uh, and something that I think was teased. Uh, I, I, there's a character reading this book in the season finale. <laughs> Stranger Things. If I remember right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, The Talisman, which is a Stephen King book. Uh, they're developing okay. um, a series, this is. This is, this is not a movie. They're developing a series adaptation of this, uh, which the Duffers will craft alongside Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment. So they're co-producing uh, this. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, created by Stranger Things, co-executive producer and writer Curtis Gwynn. So that you can get, you get the vibe that some people have had in their writer's team are getting their own shows coming out of this. Uh, Which is pretty natural. Yeah, and it makes sense given how much of a juggernaut successful Stranger Things has been that they yep. get some opportunities from it. So the talisman tells the story of a young man who moves between New Hampshire and an alternate world called the Territories. Uh, and that's probably why it was in the, the Stranger Things is because it was, ah, oh, it's an alternate world. It's, you know, it's a bit of a wink-wink. Even, even if this was just there as like an Easter egg of a, hey, we're going to announce this soon, it thematically still works. Yeah, so, yeah. New Hampshire in an alternate world called the Territories to obtain an artifact that will save his mother's life. Uh, while the talisman shares the other world qualities with Stranger Things, it's more fantasy uh, than sci-fi. Uh, but it does have some horror, it does have some horror. So it has some sci-fi, it has some horror, um, it has a lot of heart, it has everything that we love, and it's got the best werewolf character, I think, ever. Uh, that's, that's something Matt Duffer said, <laughs> that last part. Uh, so... I'll, I'll have to see if uh, if Tim agrees with that because Tim's definitely read this. No doubt, yes, absolutely. <laughs> as a as a huge Stephen King fan, he almost certainly has, and also as a huge werewolf fan, right? Stephen King stan werewolf fetishist. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think he's literally currently <laughs> creating a werewolf comic. So yes, yes, um, yeah. I mean, I I have I've I've never read the book and um. I'm hit and miss with Stephen King stuff, but obviously there's some good movies and stuff that have came out of his work that I that I have enjoyed. Uh, some bad ones as well, though. Some very bad ones. A lot of bad ones, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do... He does have a very extensive body of work, though. Yeah, I do appreciate the sound of this in that it's like, okay, you've got the alternate world, which is a little bit strange of things, but the idea is this character who's got a specific goal in mind, like a specific quest. He's, he's done it for a reason. Uh, the idea that it has a bit of sci-fi and horror as well that does make me feel a bit better about it. Uh, mm. Even though it is still a lot of fantasy, but uh, I suspect the horror part would mean it's maybe a darker fantasy. Uh, and that would also just line oh, up with yeah. Stephen King as well, in general, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's something that's not quite TV, but uh, a new stage play set within the world and mythology of Stranger Thing, Stranger Things, sorry, uh, produced by prolific UK-based stage producer... Sonia Friedman, Stephen Daldry, and Netflix. Uh, we'll never talk about this again because it's a stage play, but it's in this list, so 
unless they kind of do what they did with like Hamilton, for example, where they kind of you know film it and throw it up on Netflix. Like yeah, you can watch Hamilton on Disney ah, Plus. You, you can watch. I still call it a play though. It's not a stage no, play. No, you, you can, and it, it is a stage play, <laughs> but it's still it's a produced version of it. Like mm-hmm. you know, it has edited camera angles, things like that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they did a, you know filmed a version of that. Or, you know, to put on Netflix. And, I, uh, I think my fan brain may explode trying to consider a stage play as canon to like a TV show. That's uh, weird I sent to some me. patrons going to make you watch it one day. Ah, if, it, cause if it's up on Netflix, sure. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to make you travel to <laughs> London or something stupid to you know, go to the West End to watch it. Yeah, get on a train for like seven, eight hours <laughs> or whatever it is. And then pay 400 quid for a ticket or something stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, uh, I'm not suggesting that either. I'm just suggesting when it inevitably goes on Netflix. Yeah, so... Did you ever watch Hamilton? Of course you haven't. No. Uh, I know ah. App- Apple just did, did one as well. Uh, there's one, uh, They did one. Yeah, they did one. Uh, they, they, they just did one. Um, did they? Yeah, they've got a play-up. Uh, I forget what, the, what it was called. but It's not as big as Hamilton, obviously, but uh, they... They filmed it and put it up on Apple TV Plus as well. So right. it's a sort of thing where I, I know that like sometimes some of the the bigger theater productions you can actually just go and watch in the cinema here. Mm. At least in at least in some cinemas. Oh kind yeah, of show. I, no, I've seen them advertising that where they'll do like a, a one night thing where they'll broadcast it live from wherever they're filming yeah. it. Uh, which is is interesting. I, I mean, obviously, part of the charm of seeing a play is just to see the actors actually on stage doing it, but. Um, if you know if they're only if they're not touring and certainly right now maybe maybe not right now but certainly over the last couple of years there wasn't a lot of that uh, uh yeah no it's great for it to be more accessible to more people if if you're the sort of person who is into theater the idea that there is an easier way to watch it when you can't go to a theater yeah. is just a good thing it shouldn't yeah. replace it but as a supplement it's it's great yeah they've been doing it in the US actually the last couple of years with um some of the wrestling pay-per-views so you can still get that crowd atmosphere of like being in a crowd with people cheering even though you're, you mm. can't go to the act because the actual events in like a completely different city um oh, yeah. I, and i kind of get the appeal because if you're in a crowd of even just a couple of hundred people who all get to cheer and you know because it's a very crowd interactive style of me- well, media sense. so uh but yeah uh so yeah, you know, Duffers are getting a lot more to do. Uh, you know, I, I like. I hope some of this ends up good. I hope the Talisman's good. Maybe even Death Note will be good. Maybe the Stranger Things spinoff will be good. But I, I, I am concerned that there's this almost like this uh, monkey's paw of like, okay, now you've got carte blanche to go and do what you want. So now everything's going to start to fall apart a little bit because you just you've got too much leeway and no one will to say no. And arguably, maybe they're already at that point with season four of Stranger Things and. Like that, they're getting thirty million dollars an they, episode. They definitely didn't have someone to be an editor to tell them yeah. to cut the shit down a bit. But uh, I will say this though: you can you can see the budget. Like you can see that it was costing more than any other TV show per episode uh, yeah. by the um, end. So, uh, so you know, it, it's, it's that sort of thing where at least in this case it started off smaller and it kind of earned its cred. So it's like okay, at least it earned its bigger budget, and they're not trying to like pretend that it's so already the, a big deal this next one's just gonna feel big from the start yeah um you know because I'm, I'm i'm thinking of you know some, some other shows that some streaming services start try to put out there and they try to pretend it's the next big thing and and they just sort of die on arrival because 
It's like, no, you, you, you tried to pretend this was a franchise. Or even something like uh, when Universal tried to do the Dark dark Universe, you know, the, the show, uh, yeah. Monsters thing, yeah. and it was like, the very first movie tanked, and that's it, it's gone. It's, it's dead. Um, so. Yeah. But yeah, you know. T- time will tell. We've yeah. got a few years till we get to this anyway, yeah, because it's oh, yeah. I mean, at least at least a year, year and a half till we get season five. The Duffers said, like, yeah, they're go- they're uh, all they're thinking about right now is nailing the landing of season five. Like that, that is their priority right now. Everything yeah. else here is all like for a start, they're, they're not show running most of this stuff, so it can kind of work independently of them. And then, yeah, Re- realistically, the you know season five is probably going to be at best late. 2023, realistically, early 2024? Uh, I mean, the last one got heavily delayed. I, I could see it hitting by the end of next year. I'm not saying it definitely will, but I could see it hitting at the end of next year. It, it could, just about, yeah. But, it, I mean, it depends how big they go, right? A year, year and a half it was kind of the, 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 the standard gap for this show was, before the pandemic does, completely destroyed it. Which does it. still put it at the end of, of 2023 still. Yeah, which is why I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm saying, yeah, that maybe early 2024. That kind of falls in line. Yeah, uh, meaning that the characters who were young at the start of the show, because I know a lot of them have just turned about 18, so they'll all be about 20 <laughs> in the in the final season, uh, which is normal for playing high schoolers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There is a little bit of a time jump over the, for the last season. They Not a said, huge one. But... They they said that. And there may still be one, but the ending doesn't make me think it'll be as big as perhaps everyone mm. thought it was going to be. Okay. Especially since every season's had a time jump anyway, technically. They've all been... Um, like a year or year or two, right? Give or take. I don't see this jumping years ahead. That's fair. Uh, I mean, maybe again, it does. I, I haven't got the context, but... Yeah. yeah. But based on the ending, I don't see it jumping years ahead, but... Uh, not I mean, we'll not enough to accommodate the ages. I mean, I mean, there's a way they could do it. I mean, I, I don't want to spoil it, so, but I'm thinking of a way now in my head where, okay, technically I can see how they do it, but it, it would definitely be a very different conceptual thing if they did do it that way. Mm. Uh, but, yes, so that, that's the big news. Upside down pictures and all the projects associated with that are definitely is definitely the big news of the week. And thankfully we got it, because otherwise we'd have been left with just this one last thing, which is a show in the work of Fox... Oh, I was hoping for CBS, but yeah, uh, I guess I'll take Fox. They might still give me shit. Yes, this is called Billionaire Class. Fox is developing Billionaire Class, a one-hour drama from writer Eric Haywood, who has worked on Law and Order, Organized Crime, and Manifest. Uh, and Malcolm Spellman and Manifest, Michelle... the one you kind of liked. No, I never watched Manifest. Okay, I'm I'm mixing that with someone else then. You thinking of uh, Debris? I am. Yeah. Yeah, the brew was good. I like the brew. Um, that was good shit, actually. I like the brew. Anyway, uh, so remember, Haywood Billionaire Class is described as a high-stakes wish fulfillment drama offering a complex vision of wealth, race, and equity in America. It focuses on <laughs> it focuses on Joe, a brilliant but disillusioned billionaire's executive assistant who teaches males a charismatic, fast-talking street hustler. How to walk, talk, and act like a billionaire in order to con her employer's super wealthy friends into using their money to help the less fortunate. Okay, there's a little bit of a. 
was it Trading Places, the, the Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy movie, where it's like the homeless guy and the, the oh, millionaire yeah, yeah, swap okay. places? Oh, yeah, right. Obviously, this is not quite the exact because it's obviously more long form and no one's being tricked. Well, some both the main characters aren't being tricked. <laughs> obviously, there's other characters being tricked. Uh, this feels really late. And I like, like that 2019, 2020, you had that a bunch mm-hmm. of movies and stuff that come out with like the Eat the Rich theme. Actually, do you know what this? Uh, I mean, I've only seen parts of it, but isn't this a little Pretty Woman as well? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, Again, I'm assuming it'll have its own tone and it's going to be more about, you know, the, the politics and the social commentary that it's trying to say by tricking all these billionaires into helping the poor, but... Yeah, and then you'll have the guy pretending to be that, but, you know, because he's Clayton close to money, he, yeah, over time, you know, with the scenes, like, actually, he, he gets a bit more like them than he realizes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the thing. See, if this was somewhere else, it might be interesting, but just because it's on Fox, like, I can already just see how eh no. it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you said this was going to be on, like, fx or hbo i'd be like yeah you know maybe this could be like a... I can i can see the dramatic point of yeah. this kind of wanting to make not on fox though hey look at it this way it's not buddy cop show but one of them is a blank <laughs> i mean i can turn it into one if you want it's a buddy cop show but one of them's pretending to be a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go well when you look at it this way You've got the billionaire executive assistant, whatever it was, and then you've got the the pretending. Are they not already a buddy cop duo in themselves? It's a bit of a buddy cop vibe, I suppose. Um, yeah, but there you go. I, I, I don't have anything else to add. That's uh, uh, really glad we got, we we managed to milk enough out all the other stuff, but I I, I can't get into yeah. this one. Yeah, we got it fifty minutes on five tabs. That's uh. Impressive for us. That's impressive. I only had five tabs open in Chrome, and that's that's where we got to. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Car can have all the Ferrero Rocher that he, that he wants. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish uh, I could. My box be gone. Hmm. So there you go. That's this week's TV news. What what happened this week? I can tell you, but uh, obviously the Stranger Things finale was that last weekend. Yeah, it was. It was July first. So yeah, my review of the the last two episodes is up. Um, I was very positive. Had a good time. Uh, the penultimate episode of the Boys this season was also last Friday. Reviewed that. That's up on the the channel to go check out. And uh, as per usual, uh, this week Star Trek uh, was up. There was an episode of Twilight Zone actually last week as well. Um which isn't back weekly yet. It'll be back weekly, though, starting uh, a week or two's time. Uh, it was on pause because of uh, all the new Star Trek shows on, which Tara was filling in for instead. And as a result, Twilight Zone was on a break. But it should be back soon. But there was one last week, so there was one new edition of uh, Twilight Zone review series <laughs> up. Um, otherwise, though, uh, as per usual, uh, Screams After Midnight's a horror movie podcast. Um, the last episode we did was Final Destination 3 over the Mail of Us movies. Which one's three? That's the roller coaster one. Ah, yeah, okay. I remember watching that one in school. Yeah. The teacher put it on. Was, that was a good day. That's a weird thing for a teacher to put on. I was my science teacher. We're like, screw it. We'll watch it. It was, it was like around Christmas where she usually just like quizzes and stuff like that. She's like, screw it. Do you want to watch Final Destination? We were like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's probably just the 15 in the UK, and this was probably after you were all 15, but... It would have been, yeah, it would have uh, been okay. at that point of the school career. All right, all right. Um, so yeah, we did that. We're working through the Federation movies because uh, there's a new one coming sometime soon. Uh, they're not said when, but it's going straight to HBO Max, so it's like, it's very probably lately. Probably October then. Probably October, but it's very lately they'll, they'll announce it like about a month before it comes out that it's coming, like, properly. And that, yeah. so we have to make sure we got them in there, uh, so... Uh, within the first three, we're doing uh, four and five very soon, so look forward to that. Uh, and also the Atomic Cinema Experiments, a sci-fi movie podcast that I did with Tara. Uh, we just did... Uh, well, we did Oblivion last week. I'm just I'm, I'm hesitating because the new episode that'll be up uh, on Patreon uh, alongside this, and then goes public the same day as this, is Predators. We've been slowly doing the Predator franchise since last year. Um, When's the new one out? It's out in August, so we have to do the Predator uh, before before that comes out because we'll be doing Prey in August when it comes out. We so. got like a month to to get in then. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, but we did do EVP one and two as well, so it wasn't just you know it wasn't just we just did two and then we waited ages for Predators. We did EVP slotted in mm. there because uh, Aliens got more movies and we're doing that one per year on Alien Day, so yeah, it made sense to put EVP one and two with uh, the Predator movies, so. It was better than Alien vs. Predator Requiem. It's a low bar, but sure. <laughs> it's a very low bar. Most things are better than Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Uh, I've had shits better than Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Some of my shits are probably more entertaining to watch than Alien vs. Predator Requiem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a good movie. No, it's very not. Um... <laughs> But yes, uh, so go check out that. Of course, you can support everything by hitting the super thanks button below. You can go to patreon.com slash TV and support the show and all the content. Um, one of the new perks is that most weeks the news will go up on the Saturday a day early for patrons and the public release will be on Sundays. So uh, if that is of interest. Yes, and I'm, I'm going to interrupt your plugging here because I've just realized. Breaking news. Beckle Souls back this week. Oh, well, next week. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like yeah. this coming week, so... Yeah, before the next news... Before, before the next episode of this. Yeah. Yes, yes, there'll be a better call, so... Six left. Got six episodes left. They've started the, the hype cycle. I'm seeing articles about mm -hmm. it over the last week or two, and it's hard not to get excited. Yeah, apparently some of the interviews spoiled a lot of the next episode, and it's made, it sounds really good, apparently. I've, I've not spoiled it. I, I'm I've had in a way. one recasting spoiled, which inadvertently spoiled that we are getting a section and some cast members were also spoiled but I think that was unavoidable and they intentionally decided to spoil that themselves mm -hmm. before it came out and they, and they gave their they gave the reasoning for that which I thought was an interesting I'm not I mean kind of on the public I'm not going to say here just in case people really have managed to avoid things hey some people go media blackout they want to stay they do and, and, and I'm, I'm going to be respectful of that, even if, you know, it's very public knowledge at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and the boys finale is next week as well, so... Uh, I mean... Or today, even, or it, tomorrow. It's today, yeah. It, it's, Amazon usually put things up quite early, so I'm, well, I'm there going, oh. It's tomorrow, technically. This is Thursday night, you know. Just to... It is, but Amazon often put things up at midnight local time. I, I know, but like, it's so still I'm not... kind of hoping I can go finish from this and start watching it. Oh, it's there. I can go and watch it. Like, Aye, but it's not... Two minutes time. Yes, but it's not today in the sense of the day we recorded, if that makes sense. Like, there's a logic to this. 
while I understand what you're saying, it's today in the sense that we're recording this, and then in two minutes' time, I want to watch the boys. Aye, but we started recording stuff when it was still officially Thursday, so... Shut up. <laughs> so, this is a Thursday episode, this, in terms of recording, and the boys comes out on Friday. Uh, so, hopefully, I will have uh, done the review of the finale by the time this goes up. Um, the only reason why I may not have is because uh, there's also a pilot I need to do on Friday. Oh, uh, uh, Moonhaven, that was one of the higher ranking in the, the Patreon vote. Uh, I don't know what that one is. Didn't look very good from the trailer, I'm going to be honest, but uh, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Um, and also, I'm recording a, a big chunk of a project tomorrow with someone. Um, something that Connor also has to do a big chunk of soon. Yeah, which I'm definitely really, really on schedule for. Yes, yes. Uh, get cracking. Get your homework mm -hmm. done. I've got a week off after this week. Okay. I mean, so uh, I've got a week like the after Thursday, I think I've got a week, I've got like 10 days off. So yeah, it's a project you got, you that is involving every member of the Malefus team and mm -hmm. two people are more or less locked in for the first recordings, uh, which is good because I can use that to make Connor feel guilty. You, you, you guilt trip me into yeah. like, you're the last one. You gotta do the work. And I, I don't even start doing the work. I'll do the work. Make a list, all right? <laughs> I will do the work the night before, like I did with every assignment in my life. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care at all. The, the only thing I need you to do is commit to a date then, so you'll do it. Because <laughs> then there's a night before. The problem is, is that right now there is no night before. There used to be an established night before. <laughs> it, the, no, the, this is true. If you don't give me a deadline, I will put it off forever. <laughs> oh, dear. I started plugging things seven minutes ago. We really are milking things this week. So thank you very much for joining, everyone. Uh, hopefully you look forward to all the content and things. Um, I'll see you soon. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla?